talked about my first love we've talked about my second love i'm gonna tell you about my third love my wife and really um my number one and i'm gonna tell you all about it What's up? My name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son, Season 4, Episode 7. Pretty sure it's 7. I'm so bad at that. Um, yeah, so anyways, hope you guys had a great week. Um, it's finally getting nice here in Minnesota, so, uh, you know, the things are starting to turn green and you know there's like this little part of the year here in minnesota where you're in between snow and you're in between spring and everything looks like shit you got piles of dirty snow and all the parking lots and um yeah it it and all the grass is yellow and there's no leaves on the trees it just looks disgusting but um yeah it's finally starting to get green we've had a few good days in a row weather-wise and i'm pretty sure that crossing my fingers hoping that uh we finally get to that uh, time of year where we don't have to think about snow although it has snowed here in i, th- I want to say it was like six or seven years ago it snowed here in may and it was a lot of snow um and that was stupid and made everybody mad but you know what are you gonna do i mean it's minnesota you know um what do you expect um yeah so for me uh this week i i fucked up my leg on friday so whatever i went to um urgent care not this past weekend but the weekend before that because i my leg was hurting really bad and uh like upper part of my leg and so I went in they told me that I have a deep uh, muscle tear and uh, it's going to be like four to six weeks I was already a week into it at this point when I went in Um, but it actually felt like it was getting worse over the week and I went to um, have it looked at again and so uh, today actually is the first day that I felt like I can almost walk normal Um, but you know, like getting up and sitting down, uh, starting to walk that first, like two or three steps have been pretty painful, uh, for the past probably three weeks now, but, um, um, it's starting to feel better. So, uh, tomorrow I go, they're going to do an MRI. We'll see what happens and do some type of, uh, recommendation on physical therapy. Um, but yeah, so Um, I haven't really been able to do anything like literally I'm sitting on the couch and I'm thinking god it would be awesome to be able to walk to the kitchen right now without pain and uh, yeah you you kind of take it take for granted 
just walking across the room and at a point, you know, where I am right now, um, I'm not taking that for granted. I really wish that I could just do it. I wish that I was one of those people that could just whatever walk over. Like everybody for the most part can just do whatever they want and not have to worry about it. But right now, yeah, it's painful to walk across the room. Um, other than that, you know, there's not a lot going on in my life. You know, when it's when you're pretty much uh, relegated to um, not being able to do anything, uh, not a lot happens. I know that I've, <clears throat> sorry, I've tried to go shopping a few times and just because sitting still is, you know, not something that I really enjoy. I, I mean, this goes way back, you know, to when my kids were really young. I just never wanted to sit around the house, you know, and that if that meant just getting in the car and driving around, that's what we'd do. Um, and, you know, I guess that's kind of what we did today with the uh, couple with uh, with my kids. Um, so, yeah, we are on uh, we're doing I'm doing that uh, like the four great loves and we're on number three and um, uh, you know, I number three is my wife or, or what it was my wife. And, um, and I'm still getting used to saying that it's, there's a lot of language that starts to become, uh, uh, I guess difficult to understand what you're supposed to say. You know, it's like my mother and father-in-law, my brother and sister-in-law, you know, I'm like, um, you know, do I still say that? Um, and, um, I suppose it. It, it gets complicated if I start, if I'm talking to a girl or whatever that um, I'm trying to date. It's like, oh, do I say my mother-in-law? But then what, 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 what else is there? You know, the, this is, she's, you know, she's the mother of my wife who died, you know, or you just say mother-in-law. And so, um, yeah, um, language um, starts to become a little bit difficult when you're trying to figure out what um, what you're going to label your, your in-laws. Um, so, you know, typically what I will do when I'm going to do a podcast is I'll either do like a drive run where I just go over it and I say it out loud and I go through the whole podcast and I just kind of, kind of do it freely. And I do, sometimes I'll do that two times just so that I can at least um, nail down the things that I for sure want to say. And then other times I will, uh, I'll put it on paper, you know, I'll do a uh, certain thing and then all the little things that I want to talk about in between there, kind of like you're writing uh, um, an essay or whatever for school. Well, um, you put all the bullet points down and then all the points in, you know, uh, related to that. And so, uh, so those are, you know, two of the ways that I do it. And then sometimes I'll just free it. And depending on the topic, um, it, it kind of determines on which one of those three things that I'm going to do. And, um, you know, for this one, uh, talking about my third love, which, which was my wife, uh, for almost 21 years, uh, we were, 
about six months, was eight, seven months away from, almost seven months away from um, 21, 21 years. And, um, but I've talked a lot about, about her on this podcast. I know that I gave, I did one pod, podcast called um, The Girl from Olivia with the Big Smile. And that was kind of about uh, me meeting her and um, eventually uh, starting to date. And then I've also done a podcast, you know, about uh, um, dealing about actually anything from the night that she died to dealing with um, with that um, from an, an emotional standpoint, and then also all of the things that um, that is involved with my family. So, you know, for the for the for this podcast, I didn't want to write anything down because I've already talked about a lot of the different things, um, and then I kind of realized that I really didn't talk about the time that we were together, and so you know, my wife and I got married on August twentieth of uh, 2000 and we did it at my mother and father-in-law's house Uh, they lived outside of Olivia Minnesota Olivia is a small town in Minnesota and uh, they have this uh, uh, like a log cabin out there with some horse barns and it it was just a a pretty cool place and so uh, we were gonna get married outside my stepdad did actually did the um, the the wedding but so my fam I had family coming from Montana and um, so they all came up and my wife and all of the bridesmaids and whatever the people on the girl side of a wedding they all went to Olivia and uh, I was gonna have my bachelor party on Friday night and or on Thursday night I can't remember what it was it's whatever I think we got married on a yeah it was a Saturday could have been a Sunday I don't know I'd have to look back at it but anyways two days before the wedding um we had a bachelor party and uh I've talked about you know the tilt blazing but so my softball team we were sponsored by Bennigan's and so uh in whatever Bennigan's are iconic you know i think the movie waiting is basically about working at bennigan's and i my friend schwab worked at bennigan's so i saw a lot of that side and waiting is and he can i don't know he can say whether or not he agrees with me or not but i feel like waiting that movie with ryan reynolds um um is exactly what it was like at bennigan's just because we went to parties with a lot of those people and uh yeah it was a lot like that movie um but anyways uh the night of my bachelor party bennick anyways ben again sponsored uh, my softball team and so we would get uh deals on drinks and appetizers when we would go there and so um we decided we were going to start my uh bachelor party at Bennigan's and so we started there and uh, they used to do these things called mind erasers which were basically I think they were they taste like a white Russian except you would shoot it so you drink it through straws and you drink the whole thing really fast is whatever and then um 
So we went there and we did these mind erasers and then we were doing shots and everything. And somebody said, well, we need to go into Minneapolis, you know. Um, so we all dip and, and start to drive to Minneapolis. This is from Bloomington. And I remember thinking, holy shit, I am fucked up. There's no, this night is not going to end good. But it took us so long to get from Bloomington to Minneapolis to the bar that by the time we got there, I had sobered up. And so then it was just like, boom, 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 you're just drinking and everybody's buying the shots. And I just was not getting drunk at all. And then, um, so one of the really cool things about that is we went to Rosen's um, sports bar in Minneapolis. And uh, there was some, a lot, like uh, some people that from high school that showed up there the bartender I knew from high school and so it was it was kind of cool and then uh somebody's like we gotta go to we gotta go to the strip club so anyways we went to the strip club and the strip club if you ever been to the strip club you know what it is you know it's um I I suppose that there's some strip clubs that are a little bit different but you know the uh, the legitimate strip clubs you go there you're not you're seeing naked chicks or naked dudes whatever it is and then you leave and that's it um and so we go to the strip club we leave i end up actually driving my brother and uh gary um penner home that night so i drop get we drop gary off and then uh go to drop my brother off at the hotel he was staying at a hotel down by the mall of america and uh then um went home went to the apartment that my wife and I were living in, you know, before we got married. And then, of course, you know, we get married. We're still in the same place. Uh, so it was like the first place that we were together. And um, so I go home, whatever, pass out the next day. I'm just super hungover. Everybody's hungover. And we had to pick up our tuxes at the mall and then take off to Olivia. And so that's what we did. And uh, my wife called and she's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? This is before we go get the tuxes at our, when I'm at our apartment. She's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm good. And she's like, oh, so what did you guys do last night? And I said, well, we, you know, we whatever we went and had some drinks. And she goes, well, Gary said that you guys went to the strip club. And for right away, I was like, motherfucker, you just ratted me out. And then also I knew him. So like in in like the same time period as like I thought he ratted me out. And then I was like, nah, he wouldn't do that. And I was like, Gary wouldn't say that. And she's like, well, you told Jackie, that's his his wife. Now they've been together that long, too. And uh, he's like, Gary told Jackie. And then I was like, what? And it's like no, we didn't go. And then she's like, yes, Jackie, Gary told Jackie, you guys went. And I was like, okay, yeah, we went. And it was stupid. And then she's like, oh, she got all mad and said, oh, you just lied to me and all of this and that. And it's silly because I shouldn't have had to, but I felt like I had to. I don't think that there was a win situation in that whole thing for me. So anyways, she was mad. I get there and everything is cool by the time because it's about from the cities to Olivia. It's about, an, I don't know, probably in, in maybe close to an hour and a half. I don't know. So we get there and then we get married. And my stepdad um, did the was the minister. So he was the one who married us. My brother... Um, was my best man 
and uh, my friends uh, Schwab and Slooty, and then uh, my little brother Matt were all in the wedding. And then on April side, uh, her sister Kimberly, um, sister-in-law Diane, and then her friends Jill and Erica stood up for her. And her and Erica had known each other forever. And Erica was kind of there the whole time that um, April and I were, were, were dating. So was Jill, actually. She was there, too. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, um, get married and um go to the hotel after we get married and uh every, you know it's like our wedding night right we had this suite with a hot tub and all of that and then uh she's like hey well let's rent a movie and um I was like, all right, cool. And this is when Gladiator had came out. Gladiator was like blowing up. And, and I'm like, I want to watch Gladiator. And she's like, no. And so um, there's that one movie with Jack Black and uh, uh, Better Off Dead Dude, uh, John Cusack. And they're in a record store. And so that movie was out. I can't remember the name of it. And it sucks that I can't remember it. But what are you going to do? And so we were like, I was like, I want to watch Gladiator. She's like, I want to watch this. And I was like. All right, well, whatever. So we ended up watching her movie and literally, I don't even know if the name of the movie had come up, but she had already fallen asleep. And so I'm stuck watching this movie that I didn't want to see, but whatever, you know, that's, that's, and that was probably my first lesson in uh, being married is yet, uh, the sacrifices that you had to make. And so fucking, I didn't get to see Gladiator. But, um, yeah, so then, um, you know, like right away we were like, we want to have kids. And so we didn't waste any time. It was like, whatever you go to work, I come home and it's like, whatever. And sex is like a job. And, uh, so yeah, that's what happened. And then it didn't take very long. You know, we got married in August and my daughter was born in September of the next year. So I don't, I don't know. You do the math how long it took um and I didn't whatever I thought I had slid too many times on the slip and slide at Rudy Maldonado's house and smashed my nuts and so I didn't think I would ever be able to have a kid especially in my crazy younger times when I was whatever uh, yeah just what <laughs> I guess whatever all my times being a bad dude with girls uh, I just thought that I, my stuff was broken and but anyways, it didn't take very long, and uh, my wife got pregnant with uh, with our daughter Clara. Um, she goes by C now, um, and that's kind of one of the things that we always call her. I suppose even when she was little, as we used to call her C, and so that kind of carried on, you know, to now. Um, but she was born um, on uh, September eighth of two thousand one. So you know what happened um, on September eleventh, two thousand one. So. I don't even know if people stay in the hospital this long anymore, but I don't think it was that way for either one of my kids after. But so she was born, my daughter was born on September 8th, and then uh, we came home on September 10th. So we come home, my daughter is crying all night long, so there's like almost zero sleep that first night, and then we wake up and it's September 11th. And so all in, we were awake for the whole thing so when the first 
plane hits, I everybody was like, oh, it's just a little plane or whatever. I found out it was a big plane when the second plane hit. And then the Pentagon and then the one outside. All of that was happening so fast. And here we're sitting in the living room with a newborn. And we're like, fuck, what did we just bring into this world at this point? You know, we didn't know. Honestly, on September 11th, we didn't know if we were going to make it to the end of the day um, with the way everything was happening. So, yeah, anyways, we had our first kid and um, um, it was hard. You know, it was really hard. I think that the two of us had this idea of what marriage was going to be like. And um, it um, it was hard. It was a lot harder. You know, we were both young or at least young um, when it comes to um reality you know i think you know you think when you're 18 years old you think that you have the world in your hand and that you think you figured it all out when you get when you turn 30 and you've got um a newborn and you just got you're like a year into a marriage you realize that you didn't know shit when you were 18 and or at least that's how it was for me and and, uh i'm pretty sure that, that that it was that way or that it is that way for a lot of people And so it was really hard, you know, those first few years. We both, you know, we both had an idea of what uh, to expect from each other in marriage. And um, we just kind of battled a lot. And it was, you know, it was so bad that I I was doing, um, you know, some traveling for Skechers at the time. The shoe, yes, the shoe company. And um, I was in... I was going to Detroit for two weeks to open a new store in Auburn Hills. And I kind of remember leaving thinking, okay, this is, I'm just going to go to Detroit and I'm going to have a lot of fun. And when I come back, then I'll deal with all of this, you know, with, with my marriage and, you know, what we're going to do in the future. So we get there, I get to Detroit, I'm there for two days. And uh, we went to this awesome restaurant the first day that we were there that had an awesome ribeye. And we went there the next day and I was at the same place and uh, my wife calls. And um, I go outside to talk to her and she's like, oh, whatever, how's it going, da, 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 this and that. She's just make, we're just making small talk. And then she's like, well, I've got some news. And then I was like, oh, what? And she goes, well, I'm pregnant. And I was like, okay. And um, she's pregnant with my son. And I, uh, I just remember thinking, okay, this is, I've got to make it work now. We've got to make this work. And so, you know, I came back and that's kind of when things started to change. It didn't really kick in until, uh, you know, later on, but we started to uh, try to tolerate each other more. And then, um, just gradually started to get along and then um, my youngest daughter Chloe was born so we have three kids we um, are living in um, you know in in a house in a small town and um, it's it was I I look back at some of those pictures and it was literally like JC Penney's catalog and I know that I've said this um to people before that it's like a what's it's just this weird thing that happens with couples is you get married and you kind of throw away all the you know the style and the things that you um you know be 
you, either, either the way that you dressed, the way that you walked and all of these things, you, all that stuff kind of goes away And for, I don't know, for a lot of people, I'm not going to say everybody, but all of a sudden everything that we wore looked in uh, all of our pictures looked like it was just straight out of a JCPenney's catalog. And so, yeah, that's kind of where we were. Um, and then, you know, my daughter was born and, you know, I think that my wife really changed and I'll, I'll back up a little bit because there was one thing that happened that kind of changed, made us, made at least me change. And I remember she's wanted to go to her friend's house and I just really didn't want to go, uh, you know, cause it was my day off and I was going to spend my day off at her friend's house and we were on our way there and we were just kind of arguing and she said, she just kind of blew up and I saw a side of her that I'd never seen before. And I was like, holy shit, I, she she might be right. And uh, kind of realized that maybe maybe I maybe I was being an asshole and I was. But I'm not saying that um, uh, I was whatever. I was just I was just a dick and I was bitter and um, and I took it out on her and it was um yeah, um, whatever. I'm not going to get into it, but um, I was bitter and a dick. But uh, so I saw and then I was like, holy shit, I really have to change the way that I treat her. And so that's kind of when things started to change for me. And then I remember for her, it really changed when she went to see her sister in Portland Um and this is one of the things that ended up happening after that. But uh, in the beginning, you know, I would go to Montana and she didn't see my family. And then she would fly to Portland and see her sister. And I think that we both did that twice on our own before we started involving the kids in it. Um, but she, the, she really changed when, when, when that happened and started to become uh, more confident in who she was and wasn't trying to be what she thought you know, she should be for other people. And I really loved that part of her, you know, when she became who she was, because honestly, you know, the the way she was in the end before she died was a lot like the way she was when we first started dating each other. She had her own identity and, um, and I think that she kind of lost it uh, once she got married, once we once we got married. And, um, you know, there's when even when I suppose we were dating, I, I saw some signs of that. Um, but uh, I was so happy to see her, you know, become comfortable with who she was. And, um, you know, I really loved her. And, uh, you, you, you know, I think if you listen back, you know, that her and I had known each other since, um, you know, she was 15 and, um, so we are basically kind of, you know, even when we weren't dating, we kind of saw each other growing up, you know, through, uh, you know, she was friends with the younger 
with um with my friend's younger brother so i had to always see her around and then you know she got older she, i moved to the cities and then i started seeing her around in the cities and seeing how much she had grown since since back in the day and uh i'm you know we basically grew together at, after a certain point and uh um went through a little stage that was difficult and and a lot of that had was because we were trying to pretend that we were something that we weren't and expected the other person to do the same thing and then you know you know the last seven eight nine years it wasn't that way even when we would get in an argument an argument would last us 15 minutes 15 minutes after it was over it was over you know we would we would clear it up and um and i uh always thought that that is the you know that's that was the way it was gonna be that um it was gonna be uh her and i and you know we were gonna grow old and um you know the kids were gonna grow up and we were gonna see them go and then we were gonna have to grow together again um like when we were young and um i had this picture of what life was gonna be like and uh didn't end up being that way and uh, I don't like I don't I don't feel sorry for myself I'm I'm, whatever there's times I'm sure that I do Um, but I feel sorry for her and the kids because there's a lot of things that they're missing out that a lot of people um, get to experience in their lives especially when you're young growing up with your mom Um, and my kids don't get that and from from a mother's standpoint getting to see your kids grow up and graduate and get married or do whatever it is that they're gonna do she's missing out on all of that and um yeah I don't think it's fair but um it's the hand you know that we've been dealt and um um I mean, what are you going to do? You I, you can't quit. You have to move on. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, um, it's just uh, not something that I ever thought I would have to do. And I, I never thought that... Um, I would have to do all this alone. And, um, yeah, um, mm, I guess that's it. That's all I, I, I really want to say about that. Um, but, you know, she was, uh, my number three, but she ended up being, my number one, you know, April was an amazing person and, um, you know, I think one of the things that I've been talking about on all of these is what have I learned from, from, you know, my first love and what I learned from my second love and what I learned from my third love and is what I learned from my third love is, is, is a few things. Don't expect somebody to change. Um, 
you fell in love with somebody for who they were, don't expect them to change after that. Um, number two, um, don't don't take them for granted because uh, you know tomorrow's not promised, and um, time is free, but it's priceless. And uh, uh, um, yeah, just don't take them for granted and know that every um, every minute that you spend with 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 the the people that you love is um, is precious, you know so. Uh, that's 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 it you know i guess that's that's really all i got um this week uh again i want to i want to thank you guys for coming along and uh taking this ride with me it's been a long journey uh i got a lot a lot more to share with you um next week number four my fourth love maybe i'm still undecided but uh um We'll see uh, what happens. Um, But anyways, thank you. I love you. And um, I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great year. And I hope you have a great life. My name is JC. And this has been Life and Times of a Native Son. Peace. I'm out.